We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. or die show and for those of you listening to this episode on the day it releases merry christmas if you're listening at some point in the future it is christmas day 2021 and i'm glad to have you joining along if you are listening on christmas day however maybe you need to get back to your family but that's up to you i'm not going to tell you what to do but it is good to have you joining me thank you for being here looking forward to continuing a conversation that we started last week uh, but before we jump into that, again, I will remind you, take some time to go over to YouTube. You can find my channel on YouTube. Look for Jeremy Stonlicker. Search for Jeremy Stonlicker. You will find my channel there. Hit the subscribe button. You need to subscribe. That's very important. And then hit the notification bell. Also very important. And uh, this content and other content will be there for you. So please check that out. That would be awesome. Also, you can go over to jeremystonlicker.com, jeremystonlicker.com. There you'll find my blog, you'll find all of my social contacts and uh, everything else you might possibly want to know about me. Much more, actually, probably than you really want to know about me. But it's all there. Go and check that out. That would be awesome as well. Again, thank you for joining me. Great to have you here today. And I hope that you are having a wonderful day. Uh, this is, of course, a special time for, uh, I think, everyone, hopefully. Um, maybe there are some folks it's not so special for, but for most people, this is a special day, Christmas Day, December 25th. It's a day that many look forward to all year, not just kids. A lot of people look forward to this day all year. For Christians, those who uh, name the name of Christ, those who look to the Bible and understand that Jesus came and lived and died for a purpose, and that purpose was to provide the forgiveness of sins for us. Uh, for those that view Christmas as a celebration of the birth of our Savior, this day holds a very special meaning. It is also about time with family. It's also about all of the, the holiday stuff, the traditions that we have. It's about gift giving and receiving. It's about all those things, and those things are fine. But the most important thing for people that are Christians is that it represents the day that our Savior came. Uh, I I talk to people a lot, and they'll talk about Easter and how important Easter is, the day that our Savior resurrected from the grave. So important. We'll celebrate that in a couple of months. It's going to be here before we know it. We celebrate or remember that week when Jesus was crucified. 
we then celebrate on Easter Sunday, the day that changes everything, the day that changed eternity, the, the day that uh, all, of, all of history hinges on this one day, the day that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. It's an incredible day, a day that we celebrate. It's amazing. We then talk about Christmas, and some will talk about Christmas as celebrating the birth of a child. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Why is Christmas so important? Easter is the day. It's the day that we celebrate the resurrection. But Christmas is simply the day we celebrate the birth of a child. And those people have it all wrong. Christmas is the day we celebrate the birth of our Savior. Now, this is my podcast, and today I don't have a guest, so... We're not going to get into a discussion about whether or not Jesus was born on the 25th of December. (laughs) That's not the point. The 25th of December is not the point. The point is that we have a day set aside where we rejoice in the fact that the promised one, the Messiah, the one who God said would come all the way back in the Garden of Eden, as Adam and Eve stood before God, ashamed because of their rebellion and their sin, ashamed because they now had knowledge of sin that they did not once have. God, as He spoke to them in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, explained that at one point in time, at some point in the future, a Messiah would come, would cause death to sin. Uh, The pictures that we see throughout the Old Testament are pictures that point to the coming Messiah. The sacrifices uh, as uh, used by the children of Israel were sacrifices that pointed to the coming Messiah, the perfect spotless lamb that would die in our place and for our sin. Those in the Old Testament found salvation as they looked to what Jesus would do on the cross, as they had faith in the word of God. We find salvation as we look back to what Jesus did on the cross with faith in the Word of God. And what we celebrate on Christmas is that Jesus came. Those who question whether or not it's an important day apparently don't spend much time reading the Bible. It was so important that the angels came (laughs) and announced His birth. There was a heavenly chorus that sang, Hosanna, He's here, He's with us. Such an important day. It's a day that light came into a very dark world. I like the Gospel of John. I like the other Gospels as well, of course. The other Gospels tend to start with a genealogy that leads to the birth of Jesus Christ. John starts much further back than that. John doesn't start with the birth of Christ. He starts... In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. The Bible in John chapter 1, those first couple of verses, talks about the eternal nature of Jesus Christ. Uh, That although we may not understand exactly how this concept of the Trinity works, we have to understand that Jesus is God. That He is the Creator. We are told that he came unto his own, and his own received him not. He was the light that came into darkness. 
And that's what we celebrate on Christmas Day. The day that light finally pierced through the darkness of sin and loss. What a day. Last week we started to talk about what it is to be a warrior. Our podcast last week was the call of a warrior. We looked at God as a warrior and His Son Jesus as a warrior. We saw then that we, as well as believers, are called to be warriors, to stand up and fight against the wickedness of this world. We realized as we talked through that, that if we're going to move forward when it would be easier to stay where we are and die, we have to be warriors. That many people shrink back when hard times come because they don't view themselves as being a part of the fight. And so when the fight presents itself, they die, they give up, they kick it into neutral and coast. Because that's a lot easier. A lot easier. A lot simpler. Than standing up and doing the hard work of moving forward. But if we're going to move forward, we must see ourselves as warriors because whether we like it or not, the fight, the battle, the war will come to us. It will. That's what Ephesians chapter 6 is all about as Paul talked about that spiritual wickedness in high places and, and about how we can combat that, we can fight against that as we wear the armor, as we wield the sword, as we stand as warriors. Today, today, though, we celebrate the birth of a warrior who serves in so many ways as our example for life. I've said many times that when we look at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, these record the life of Jesus Christ as he lived on this earth. As we read those passages and we see what took place, we have recorded for us the words of Jesus, God in the flesh. We learn about why he came and what he did and how he died and how he rose again. We learn those things. What we really get from the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, is a picture of what a perfect Christian would look like. Jesus is and was God, and so he is and was without sin. We're not Jesus, so we're not without sin. But when you have a model that you can emulate, a goal that you are aspiring to, it must be something that is as high as it can possibly be, as good as it can possibly be, as far as it can possibly go. Our goal must be perfect, even though we will never be perfect. Our goal, our image, the model that we are to follow is Jesus Christ the one whose birth we celebrate today. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 21 says it this way, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. We're told that we are to follow the steps of Jesus Christ. When we look at Jesus, we see that what was born on what we call Christmas Day was a warrior. I have a lot of scripture here. I, I want to break out four parts of this. If you look at this with the mindset of a warrior, of a soldier, of someone who came to do battle, 
You see this so clearly in the life of Christ. Here's the first aspect of the life of Jesus that we see him coming to do war, to be a warrior. He left his home to do war. Now we know there are places around the world where there are men and women who must fight for their homeland. Even here in the United States, that's been a part of our history. But traditionally, particularly as Americans, our warrior class, if you will, our soldiers are those who are sent to do war. They leave their homes to do war. Jesus Christ is God. Let us not forget that. And as God, he has sat for all of eternity in heaven's throne room. And yet he left that perfection to come to a place that was under great and is under great and deep spiritual attack. He left the comfort and safety of his home to do war. Again, some verses, John chapter 1 and verse 1. I just quoted a few of these for you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Don't lose what those verses say. He has always been... (laughs) He is not one who was created. In fact, here in John chapter 1, the Bible says that he is the creator. Now we could talk about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Trinity. I, I, that's not the purpose of this podcast. I'll tell you this, though. I don't fully comprehend in my human mind how that works. But I believe the Bible when it says that he was not only with God... But he was God, that he created all things, and that without him was not anything made that was made. The Bible in Genesis 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Here in John chapter 1, it says that he created everything. He is God. It says that he shined in the darkness. The darkness comprehended it not. The Bible then, in John chapter uh, 1, goes on to talk about Jesus Christ. It's very clear who is being spoken of here. Here's what we know. Jesus left home to do war. A warrior. Luke chapter 2 and verse 8 says it this way, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This is the one they had been waiting for. And the angels filled the sky and said, He's here. He left home to come into the darkness of this world and do war. That's what a warrior does. Remember when Peter said that we are to follow the, the steps of Jesus? We're, followed, uh, we're to follow the example of Jesus? We need to be people who are willing to leave home and do war. What does that mean practically? It means leave safety and comfort and relative peace to stand up and do war. Our world is so in love with comfort and peace and a lack of conflict, 
that the men and women, the folks who believe in the truth, who hold on to the truth, who are Christians, are those who fail to stand up because it would require leaving home to go do war. Jesus, though, provides the example of one who did. He was born a warrior. We see the second aspect of this, though, and man, it's so clear. Jesus fought for those who could not fight for themselves. That's what warriors do. I believe the call to be a warrior is a call issued to those who are followers of Christ. There are, however, people that cannot fight for themselves. We think of those children that we're raising, those who are not capable of fighting for themselves for one reason or another, those that we, uh, particularly as men, have been called to stand and protect. We are to fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. That's exactly what Jesus did. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Talking about Adam. He sinned. When he sinned, all of mankind became sinful. Verse 13, For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But, not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. The Bible says death passed on everyone because of Adam's sin. Everyone. Even those that didn't do the same sin. That sin nature indwelt them. Adam represented all of humankind when he sinned, and so therefore we are all sinners. Sin has a penalty. That penalty is death and separation from God forever. The Bible is very clear on this. But Jesus Christ was born a warrior. He left the comfort of his home, if you will, to come to a place of war, to fight a fight that needed to be fought for those that could not fight for themselves. That's you and I. We can't save ourselves. We can't forgive ourselves. It's said that when it comes to sin, we, as humans, can be punished for our sin. We can But we can never pay for our sin. Our punishment will never end. We'll never be punished enough to pay the price for our sin. Because we're not perfect. We're not God. I remember being in Iraq and just so many things around that and that time and the questions of why are we there and what's going on and all this stuff. I had questions and doubts, but I did the job I was called to do. And the longer we were there, the more... I got a hold of this idea that what Americans do, particularly American warriors, what we do is we fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. We could argue about who can and who can't. Uh, I know this. There were places that we went in Iraq where men and women, families, were so overwhelmed and abused by much more powerful uh, armies and factions They could not fight for themselves, even though they wanted to. And it took those of us who left home and went to a place of war to fight for and eventually free those who could not fight for themselves. That is what Jesus Christ did on our behalf. And we're called to follow in his footsteps. What does this mean to you? 
to fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. Hopefully, parent, it means that you're willing to fight for your kids who can't fight for themselves. Don't let culture take them. Fight for them. That in your workplace, in your community, maybe it's even in your church, you're willing to fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. We see next, though, man, a warrior was born on Christmas Day. What did Jesus do? He gave his life. He gave his life. When I think about the last 20 or so years of my life, just like many of you, the last 20 years represent a lot of heartache and brokenness because of war. Young men and women who left our country and went to places around the world and fought battles they may have understood or not, so often fighting for people who could not fight for themselves on their own, and in the process lost their lives. That's what warriors do. The Bible explains to us in the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 6, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. I love that verse. We're going to get into the next two verses. But that verse tells us that Jesus is God, that he knew he was God, that's never been a question. Verse 7, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. When you leave the comfort of your home and go to a place of war, so often fighting for those who cannot fight for themselves, you know as a warrior that that decision may cost everything. And to this point, Christian, understand that the spiritual battles that we're in, the spiritual warfare that we're engaged in, this, this culture war around us, it's not a zero-sum game. There will be sacrifice. There will be those who will lose their lives, as there are in places around the, uh, around the world. We've been blessed here in the United States. We haven't experienced this, as so many have around the world, but there are people around the world who are losing their lives to take a stand as warriors for the truth of the Word of God. And we need to understand the cost. We're not playing a game. training and teaching and fighting for those who can't fight for themselves and equipping others who need to stand up and eventually equip others, as we talked about last week, is an endeavor worth giving your life to. Jesus gave his life. I'm so thankful for this next point, though. Jesus, the Son of God, and really isn't this what we celebrate even at Christmas? He rose victorious. Now, in a physical sense, those who die in combat don't physically rise again. We know that those who are in Christ spiritually rise again 
But we know that in giving their lives, they're pursuing victory. That's exactly what Jesus illustrated to us. He gave his life for the purpose of victory. It doesn't make sense to us. It's upside down, as the life of a warrior so often is to those that don't understand. Uh, There is victory in giving of life. He, Jesus, rose victorious, Romans chapter 1 and verse 4, and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. Jesus declared himself to be God when he rose again from the dead. I love the way 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55 puts this, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible in those verses tells us that Jesus defeated sin, And he defeated death. And the result equals (laughs) victory. Victory. The warrior knows that he gives his life, not in vain, but because often the giving of life is the, the cost or the price of victory. That's what Jesus understood and that's what Jesus did. And on this Christmas Day, and maybe you're not listening to this on Christmas Day, but when we think about the birth of Christ, we need to understand that what we celebrate is the birth of a warrior. One who left his home to come to do war in a place of great conflict. Who fought for those who could not fight for themselves. Who willingly gave his life and paid the price for victory. And Peter says, hey, the life of Christ, it's given as an example for you to follow in his steps. I love it. Because as many think the Christian life is confusing, it's hard to know what to do. It wasn't hard for Jesus to know what to do. Because he did what warriors do. And he's calling us to do the same. The battles will come, the trials will come, the difficulties, the enemies. And when they do, we have to make a decision. Are we going to shrink, pull back, give up, and die? Or will we put one foot in front of the other and march? You might say, well, Jeremy, I hear you ask that question often. But how do I know when I should do what? Jesus would say, follow my example, follow my steps, live the life of a warrior. And that's what we celebrate. The birth of one who illustrated through his life, his death, and his resurrection how we too should move forward. So, the question today, same question as always, what are you going to do?
The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.